Good morning, everyone, and welcome to White Rock United Methodist Church. I am here in the heart of East Dallas at our, our campus here at White Rock, um, and I welcome you to this space, this virtual space. Uh, we are streaming on both Facebook and YouTube, so whichever platform you are on, or if you're joining us later in the week, we welcome you there as well. You are here at the Sunday sit-down, and the Sunday sit-down is an opportunity for us to gather together before worship starts every Sunday morning and have a conversation um, that somewhat pertains to what we're talking about in worship that day as well. Um, some of them are directly connected, and some of them are not directly connected, but no, no less, they are fantastic conversations. And this week is one of those weeks where it's pretty well directly connected. So we're in the middle of a, a worship series called uh, Bread, Water, Wine, a series on sacrament. And so as a part of that, last week we talked about community and the essence of community and the role that it plays in the opportunity to engage in sacraments and how important it is for the foundation of sacraments. Uh, this week we turn to baptism. And so we're going to look at the importance of baptism and the role it plays in the church and as well as for the individual and the role of God in the midst of that as well. And so what I've done today is I get the opportunity to have a conversation with uh, Reverend Emily Everett, who is also a deacon in the United Methodist Church, and then her colleague, and I'm going to do my best, Celini, right? Celina Rodriguez Dos Santos. Did I, I probably didn't get it right at all, but I, I tried. I tried really hard with the name there. So, um, so we, this is a really cool opportunity. There are guests that are joining me. Um, they are not here in East Dallas, which is really awesome. Emily's actually here in Texas still. And then Salini's in uh, Brazil, so w what a cool opportunity. You know, we're living in this virtual space, and now we have the opportunity, living in virtual space, to actually be together on a Sunday morning, even though we're literally spread all over the world. So I'm going to allow you the opportunity, Emily, to introduce yourself and say a little bit of, of who you are and, and how you got to this sitting with me across a, a screen, right, looking at each other across the screen, uh, and then your connection also to this, this incredible ministry called Shade and Fresh Water, which we're going to talk about more. So if you want to introduce yourself... Fantastic. Uh, well, thank you, Phil. It is a joy to be with you all this morning. Um, as Phil said, we were seminary colleagues at Perkins, and uh, I am an ordained deacon in the Texas Annual Conference uh, and have been serving in Brazil as a global, uh, a global missionary uh, with the Shade and Fresh Water Project ever since the beginning of 2018. Um, and you know, I'll just say a little bit about how I found out about the project. Um, so I felt kind of the call to mission and ministry when I did my internship in Brazil uh, in, in Perkins in 2012. And that's when I first met two of the missionaries that work with this project. And from the moment I met them, I said I would love to be involved in this work. But the timing just didn't really work out. And so I came back to the States and finished commissioning and served at a local church in, in Houston. Um, and then right in at the end of 2017, beginning of 2018, I made the move to um, fully answer this call of being a missionary uh, and move to Brazil to work with them. And that's where I've been ever since. That's awesome. So then you got connected here with our guest as well, right? Selena, you want to, uh, you're going to actually do some translating for her, correct? I am. Selene, can you hear us? Yes. Oh, perfect. Whew. Yes, I I was, I was a little nervous there for a second. Technology. Silene, Você pode se apresentar, Silene? Aí eu te traduzo. Sim. Ok. Uh, meu nome é Silene Rodrigues dos Santos. Eu moro em Belo Horizonte, Minas Gerais. E é, estou aqui hoje com vocês fazendo esta live. Estou muito feliz com isso. So my name is Seleni, and I live in Belo Horizonte, Brazil, which is in the state of Minas Gerais, and I work with Shade and Fresh Water, and I'm very excited to be with you all on this live today. So, so Brazil's a big country, right? So for all of us who are geographically inept, what part of Brazil is that in? 
So uh, Minas Gerais is in the, what they call the southeast corner of Brazil. So if we were, I always kind of say, if we were relating it to Texas, Sao Paulo would be Houston, Rio would be Dallas, and like Austin, San Antonio would be Belo-ish. Not 100% correct, but that's, that's kind of where they are on, on the coast of the southeast part of Brazil. I love that you related it to Texas because let's be honest, everything <laughs> relates to Texas, right? Like here we are, everything relates to Texas. Yes. yes. Okay, so I'm real curious, you know, we're, we're in this, this series, this worship series on sacrament um, and this idea, this, this title, Shade and Freshwater. I would love to know where it came from and then just to understand a little bit of the work that, that is happening in Brazil through this, this project. Silene, pode falar um pouquinho sobre o significado do Sombra Água Fresca? Ah, sim. Ah, o significado, né, é, é um, né, as pessoas sempre falam, ah, eu gostaria muito de ter sombra e água fresca. People in Brazil always, it's a very common expression in Brazil, and people always say, oh, it's so hot, I wish I had some shade and fresh water. This is very common in Brazil, this expression. É um ditado popular que significa é, sossego, vida mansa, é, sem grandes esforços. So it's a, a popular expression that kind of means the easy life, a tranquil life, kind of peace and, and relaxation and like the good life, I guess you could say. Yeah. E o projeto Sombra e Água Fresca significa espaço de vivência é, das coisas de Deus, de seu reino, de direitos e de coisas boas. And, and so within the Shade and Freshwater Project, we use this, we chose this expression to kind of um, relate to this experience where we, this place where we can experience the good things of God, the good things of the kingdom, the essentials of, of life. So it's, it's all about having an experience of the kingdom of God, God, abundant life, and creating a space where that can happen for our kids. É um lugar de acolhimento, né, de cidadania e é, educação integral. And so it's a place of welcome, a place of um, being a protagonist in your story, so a place of, your, of recognizing your citizenship uh, and, and where you can learn and, and learn all sorts of things so that you can have this abundant life. So I, I love Ace. that. And, and so much of what we, we talked about last week with the idea of community and how... <laughs> how important the role of community plays in the opportunity to create, same thing, create spaces for sacraments to be experienced and how there's even something sacramental, right, in the aspect of community. There's a, a holy and sacredness that takes place here in order to experience the divine, experience the holy. Um, I think that's so important in community, right? We come together, we do uh, baptisms, and in the, as part of the baptism, we as the community make a response then to the, per, the individual being baptized, to the family that's representing the, the child, if it's a child. Um, so will you share about the work that you do specifically, and I, I, just based on the, the videos that I've watched and what I've been reading a little bit, talk about how um, this is holy work in the sense and community that takes place with the children that you work with there in Brazil. So we do, um, so we offer space in our local churches all over Brazil. We're about 56 projects all over Brazil. And we offer um, activities in a number of different ways. So Christian education, sports and recreation, um, citizenship, academic support, music, um, integral health, like holistic health. What does it mean to be holistically healthy? Technology. So we have all of these like nuclei that we work with as a means of creating this space. 
And so as I was thinking about this and, you know, what it means to be sacred, I, I think there is something sacred about community. And I think what makes something holy and sacramental is not the thing itself. It's the fact that that thing is infused with God's presence, whether that's bread or water or wine or community. And so I think the beauty of the work that we do is, and the beauty of, of, of living a sacramental life is that we take these ordinary things like soccer games or playing the recorder or having a meal together, teaching the kids how to make healthy meals. And we use that as a framework for them to experience the presence of God, the love of God that they might not experience outside of that space. And so we always wanna create this space where even if they can't say, this is a place where I experience the kingdom of God. You know, a seven-year-old's not gonna say that, but they will say like, I wanna be there. That's where I wanna be. That's where I feel loved. And so I think that um, that's really what it means to live in this sacramental way. And also, I think it's something for us adults, as we work with these kids to really remember that the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God belongs to them. Like that Jesus told us that, that the kingdom of God belongs to children. And so there's a mutuality, I think, in this sacramental living that we create a space where they can experience God's love and God's grace. And they also teach us about God's love and God's grace as well in a, in a number of ways. So good. Uh, one of the best explanations I've heard of the sacraments is taking something ordinary, right? Like you said, water, bread, um, and making it extraordinary, you know, like doing something extraordinary, mm -hmm. what seems so ordinary. And you could say the same thing, right? Like having an after school program, some may say it's pretty extraordinary and having worked with my children a whole lot in the last six months because of a pandemic <laughs> is quite extraordinary. But I wonder if you would share something, um, if, if Selenia has a, a good story maybe of a, st uh, a story of a, a child or an experience that you've had that has been um, what, what some may seem is quite ordinary, quite extraordinary through the story and the experiences that have been shared in this community and this work that you do. Então, Selenia, ele está perguntando que quando uma coisa é sacramental, é uma coisa ordinária que se torna extraordinária por causa da presença de Deus. Aí ele está perguntando Sim. se você tem uma história, um exemplo de uma criança, é, de alguma história, um exemplo de uma criança que, que viveu alguma coisa extraordinária por causa do, do trabalho em Sombra e Água Fresca. Pode até ser a sua história ou a história de, de outra criança que passou por uma uhum. transformação. Sim. É... é... Essa, essa semana, semana passada, eu recebi um, uma mensagem de um ex-educando. E so last já week she got one of, the, one of the former students at the project. Uhum. E, e ele conseguiu o meu contato e mandou uma mensagem para mim e perguntava para eu pedir para eu adivinhar quem era e, né, como fazer muito tempo eu não conseguia. I, and so he, he got her message or her contact information and, and sent her a message and said, can you guess who this is? E finalmente ele deu algumas dicas e finalmente eu consegui é, descobrir quem era a pessoa. And so she finally was able to discover after a few, a little bit of conversation with him who this person was. Uhum. E, e depois disso ele mandou um áudio para mim, é um áudio de seis minutos. And so he sent her an audio, a six-minute audio. É, falando como que o projeto fez uma diferença na vida dele. Telling her how the project had made a difference in his life. E quantos anos ele tem agora? Agora ele 
tem 26, 27 anos, alguma coisa assim. So, so he's 26, 27 now. So he's, he's a young adult now. Uh -huh. é. E há muitos anos que a gente não se falava, né? Que eu não via também. And it had been a long time since they had talked. E, e ele falando que o projeto mudou muito a vida dele, porque ele, ele veio né, mandar esse áudio para agradecer o quanto é, o projeto foi importante na vida dele. É, transformou a vida dele assim, como pessoa, né, na comunidade, transformou a vida dele é, profissionalmente também. Ele não falou do que ele está trabalhando, mas ele disse que está trabalhando e... Uhum. E, e ele é muito grato ao projeto, né, aos educadores, né, pelo pelo trabalho que que a gente fez com ele, né, e, e ele é grato a Deus, é grato ao projeto, e a gente fica muito feliz assim, porque no meio de tantas crianças, né, tantos adolescentes, é difícil assim a gente é, saber quem que vai é, dar frutos. Sim. So she's, she's saying that he, he sent her this message saying that the, the project had transformed him personally, professionally, and that he wouldn't be who he was today without the work of the project. And she was saying that these are the stories that we get, you know, you don't always know what, who is going to thrive in life, right? You put your heart into this work, but you don't always know who's going to give good fruit and what their life experiences are going to be. And so she said, when you get these messages out of the blue, For people saying like I'm thriving today because of who you taught me to be and because of the space you created for me, that really is what motivates us to continue to do to do our work. And correct me if I'm wrong. This has been a project that's been happening for 20 years. Is that right? So yeah. So officially, Shade and Freshwater has has been um, has been around for 20 years. The Methodist Church did have work with children um, before that, but in 2000, that's when we formalized with the name Shade and Freshwater. today are people, are kids who passed through the project mm -hmm. and it changed their lives and now they are the ones educating the future generation of kids coming through. And so really there is no better fruit, there's no better hope for us than that is when we see these kids choose a different life path and then say, no, I want to do the same thing for the next generation. Which again, just takes me back to baptism, right? And this is the exact thing that we do is we, when we, when we baptize infants especially, right? We look to the parents and say, are you going to do everything you can to raise these children in such a way mm. to embody the kingdom of God um, so that they can be raised in the tenets and the understanding of faith? And that's exactly what, you, what this project seems to be doing, right? Is raising these kids up in such yeah. a way that they can then go and do the same thing as well. And that, I mean, that's our hope with baptism, in my, in, according to my understanding at least, right? Um, so what about Right, right, absolutely. Yeah, go ahead. Did you have some, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I mean, um, I think that that's, you know, we belong to each other. And when we're baptized, we are basically saying that we belong to this community and this community has responsibilities for us. Um, and that's the beauty of being in the same place for a long time is that you can grow and, and give back to the next generation and say, like, 
I'm responsible for this community, for making this community as, as good as God wants it to be and as, not perfect, but as good sure. as God wants it to be. And I think baptism is a, a good example of that. Moving on to perfection, right? We're, we're getting there. <laughs> exactly. We're getting there. So I'm, I'm curious, and so obviously the project is doing a lot of really great work. Do you think that this idea of shade, how does shade and fresh water um, articulate or um, embody in ways outside the project as well? How are you inspiring beyond just your project in the greater community? And how do you think that translates to work that anybody can be doing, you know, whether you're in Brazil or in uh, Dallas, wherever the case may be? So, you know, when we talk about shade and fresh water, we're talking about this space where we can experience the good things of life, experience um, protection of shade and the essentials of life. And so I think for me, when I think of how this work impacts the greater community is how do we show up for one another? How do we pass on hope? How do we give these things so that, to one another in a way that, that leads to an abundant life that we know that God wants for us? You know, and as I think about even just in quarantine and in COVID, um, I think one of the ways we do that for each other, even now, is showing up for one another and being renewed. You know, in baptism, we talk about this renewal and rebirth that happens by water of the spirit. And I think right now what we are needing as a society and, and as a world, really, is this renewal every day because every day is the same and we're struggling. And so I think when we can surround ourselves in community and exchange hope and show people that they're not alone, um, I think those are the, the places that we can um, give these things that are essential and life-giving to one another. I remember at the beginning of quarantine, I saw something that said, um, we're going to have to schedule our freakouts because we can't all freak out at once. So I'm going to freak out today and you call me tomorrow. And if you're going to freak out tomorrow, I can give you hope tomorrow, but don't call me today. And so, you know, like that, we'll, we'll make it through. That's brilliant. Um, and so I think that's, you know, one of the things that we can do for each other. So our time is, is slowly or quickly coming up to an end here, but I want to know, one, Selene, what is keeping you motivated to do the work that you're doing, and then how can we from the states continue to help, uh, or I know the Methodist Church is still active there, what can we here in Dallas do to help and um, continue the work that you're doing? Selene, o nosso tempo está acabando, mas ele está querendo saber o que, que é uma coisa que te dá esperança, que te dá motivo para continuar trabalhando com o SAF. Então, é... É saber de notícias, né, como essa, essa pessoa, né, o nome dele é Peter, ele nos procurou, procurou não, só, não só procurou a mim, procurou a Léa, procurou outros educadores que foram, né, da época dele. Então, saber notícias dessas, dessas pessoas que passaram por nós é muito bom e, 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 e nos dá, assim, é um... Vontade de continuar, né? Vontade de, de seguir em frente, de, de continuar mesmo com o trabalho. Mm -hmm. So she's saying that what really motivates her is hearing these news, that this, these updates from these young adults that write back to her and tell her how their lives have been changed, even if she doesn't feel it on the day-to-day -day basis. She does experience that when she when she hears these news, um, these updates from from kids that are writing to her. Um, and then as, as far as how you all can support um, prayer. I would say pray for us, please. Um, you know, there are, you can find us on social media. I think I sent all that. So if you want to make that available on y'all's website um, to find our website and our social media, 
Um, we are an advanced special of the Methodist Church of Global Ministries, and so financial support can go through them. It's a United Methodist, very safe way to, to donate. Um, and then there, once international travel is possible, if there are any um, learn and serve trips or missional experiences to come and live in community with us for a week, um, we would love to have you. So I think there's lots of different ways to support us in this, in this work. Come to the waters, come to the shade and fresh water, huh? So yes, you, you mentioned yes. those links that you can at WRUMC.org slash water. You can find Emily's information as well as Selene in the, a video for Shade and Fresh Water that you can watch as well. So Perfect. go and check that out and get connected with all that they're doing. Uh, I'm so grateful for you all taking the time this morning to join us and for the work that you can, are continuing to do. Yeah, thanks for, for, for accepting the call, you know, to, to do this incredible work and really shape a generation and, and many generations to come as well. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Ele está nos agradecendo, Silene, por estar presente hoje. Eu que agradeço, desculpe qualquer coisa. She said thank you as well. well. Blessings to you both, and uh, we'll look forward to staying in touch and continue to follow the work you're doing. Thank you, Phil, so much. Grace and peace.